Welcome in to the Vinyl Community Podcast. All right, buddies, welcome back. This is a, we don't do this often, but, you know, for good content and good, uh, just good talks, we're doing a pod exclusive. Exclusive. What's a pod exclusive? Well, sometimes I'll do videos and, and put them on the YouTube channel, but this one, this one's probably going to be too hot for TV. We got two of the sexiest guys in the vinyl community joining me. So I didn't want to start like a riot. So I figured it's better to keep it audio only so we can just, we can cut out all the malaise and all the hootenanny. This is concert buddy. I am joined. Well, actually, topic du jour before I introduce my guest. We're talking Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Really enjoy the band. One of my favorites. I've, I've enjoyed them for years, but I'm probably not the biggest Pearl Jam person on the dais. That's going to be my first guest. The one, the only, Vance, you know him as Zep Pearl on YouTube. What's going on, bud? Also known as Rico Suave. <laughs> uh, good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on in the Pearl Jam world. Glad yeah, looking about. forward to getting into it, man. And then, like I said, uh, off screen, the fastest rising star in the vinyl community. This guy has come on like Haley's Comet. I think they're going to rename it Arsenal's Comet because my man's one of the best supportive guys behind the scenes, encouraging Great questions. He sends me a lot of dad jokes, memes, which I really appreciate offline. But he finally started his own YouTube channel this year, and uh, we couldn't be happier for him. That is the man from the Great White North, Jason Arsenal. Jason, how are you, sir? Great, man. Thanks for having me. I am not a rising star. I'm just kind of petering along here, but I appreciate the push. <laughs> after, after this one, you can be a rising star. If you start losing this subs or something. It. Yeah, this could be this it. This could, could be, be Pete. It. This could be yeah. it. No. No, but uh, just a quick conversation because there's a lot going on, like like Vance said, about uh, a, lot, a lot of doings in the Pearl Jam world. And obviously, it's kind of centered around the new album, uh, Dark Matter, that's coming out, I believe, the 19th of April. And if you are a 10 Club fan member, like I think all three of us are here on yep. the dais, um, you already yep. know some of the nanny and some other kind of skinny going on, but a little background on that. If you enjoy the band a lot and, and you want some kind of exclusives and you want some t-shirts and you want some inside information. And if you want digital, uh, recordings from shows you go to 10 clubs where it's at, I've only been in 10 club, I think three or four years at this point. So Vance, how long have you been in 10 club? Not that long. Um, probably six, 2016, 17 around there. Okay. Okay. You know, just, you, for whatever reason, I just never joined earlier. Uh, 2000, 2004. Okay. Holy shit, this guy. This guy. <laughs> yeah, Jason has to have a, a, a decent low number, probably, because I'm in the wow. Like, wow. So did you get like in the early days, like Eddie Vedder flannels and stuff like that? Is that uh, what some and, of the gimmies uh, are? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, know I see. I came in right when they stopped. Before. Yeah, I kind of came in when they stopped the uh, Christmas singles. It was like I got a year or two out of it. So you probably got them all, right, Jason? Oh, I only got two thousand. I'm guessing it was before 2010 for sure. I got about a handful of the Christmas singles, and then they started petering out just production, whatever. And it felt like a couple years I missed. But um, yeah, early on, it was all about at the time. It was all about getting the concert tickets, getting confirmation for tickets. And where I grew up, I never had them come to me. They did once, and that was probably the best concert ever. We could talk later about it. But um, ultimately, it was that was the prize to join the club, was that you would have preferred seating. First, you get a T-shirt, you get a single, and all that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, because they used to have two tiers. They used to have like the analog membership, 
and the digital membership, at least when yeah. I joined. And so like, I think the analog, I mean, they were promoting the single. That was kind of the reason behind it. You get that little 45 and then I guess the digital had some stuff. I always, obviously digital, who wants to mess with that? But now they, they've gotten away. Yeah. They made some changes of late, you know, they, uh, now they charge for the t-shirts and you know, there's a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. Maybe we'll get into that, but, uh, but yeah, it's a new album coming out the 19th of April. Uh, all indications are this is going to be a heavier album, which I'm all for. Um, I think they worked with Andrew Watt, who is like the producer de jour lately. He produced yeah. the, well, we produced Eddie's last solo album, Earthlings, I think it was called. Yep. And, yep. Then, uh, and then he produced the uh, Hackney Diamonds, the Rolling Stones uh, album that was really good, I thought. That so he's, uh, yeah, I mean, so he's kind of like the, he's he's the, the Quincy, I wouldn't say Quincy Jones, but he's just kind of the, the flavor of now. And he's an admitted big Pearl Jam fan. I think he, the story goes, he, I guess had he he's a musician by trade and he had, I guess, played a venue right in front of Eddie on some kind of like solo tour Eddie was doing, left a guitar and a note for him at the venue he had played as kind of a like, yeah. hey, I've been a fan. I uh, just thought he'd be this guitar, blah, blah, blah. And Eddie doing Eddie things called him back and that kind of started up a, a dialogue. And then next thing you know, he's producing that Earthlings album and bringing in Elton John and and all kinds of stuff. I mean, really interesting album if you haven't heard it. They even used that uh, that recording of Eddie's dad, who was a lounge singer in Chicago for that one track. It was kind of the yep. intro, which is kind of trippy and cool because you can hear the you know connective tissue of their voices. But anyway, Andrew Watt, really, really interesting and really fresh producer because you don't really hear yeah. a lot about, especially in the rock genre, right? Like rock is... You know, I wouldn't say on life support, but it's 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 been challenged, right? Like the new bands are are not really coming out to the forefront now. It's like pop. And yeah, pop you're not you're not seeing the rock bands in the top forty kind of stuff like as it used to. Yeah, and for and for that reason, it's so cool having this this young boy like Quincy Jones. That's a great comparison. I was doing some digging into Watt before this, and because I didn't know who he was, but I keep hearing his name. There was a wicked quote. You guys probably read it in some of the promo material. Meant says about what he could pinpoint things we did on old songs to the point where i was like what the f is he is he talking about and his excitement was contagious he's a force like he is such a fan as you said that he would and the article goes on to talk about how like mccready was saying he'd pick up on solos and stuff i've done on like 10 albums ago and say remember when you did this try to recreate something in that vein right so the fact that you're bringing a, a fan number one guy who's clearly tuned in to the world of music now and like you said chance like you know if rock is dying and you're gonna who are you gonna bring in you're gonna bring in a guy who's got the finger on the pulse of what the music world is doing because you know as much as we love pearl jam we want them to stay relevant so they don't just come out with an album and everyone you know craps on it so i'm hoping that the watt connection is just you know it's a grammy award-winning guy you know, he said a hackney diamonds he's on earth he's in the Earthlings band he's did, did work with eddie there like I read that he was involved in Ozzy's album, that Ordinary Man, worked with Iggy yep. Pop. Like, the guy is touching everybody. I think that was the connection with McCready going, doing the guest spot on the Ozzy album, too. On oh, that, uh, Patient right. Nine. Okay, yeah. That makes sense, then. Sure. Right on. Yeah, but he's, uh, to your point, Jason, like, he's the, we call him Flavor of the Month, but he's the Flavor of Now in a lot of positive ways. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting because you're exactly right. He's a self-admitted fan of the band. I think he even read, probably a lot of stuff you read that, you know, he's kind of, like, happy to kind of be back in his, like, 
lane of rock music. Like he had produced Justin Bieber, yeah. I think maybe Atlanta Del Rey album. So he, you know, he, as he was cutting his teeth into production and he was really working with a vast array of artists, but per the press stuff I've read, it seems like this is kind of like his, this is where he wants to be. He wants to be kind of in this rock lane. And again, it proofs in the pudding that rock, that Rolling Stones album, yeah. a pleasant surprise, like really, you know, again, kind of, it, it was definitely, it, it was a Rolling Stones album, but it was fresh and that's hard to do for a band like that. And hopefully, and it from the first single, and we'll get into that, sounds like probably doing a little bit of the same for Pearl Jam because this Dark Matter single is fire. I'm just going to say yeah. it's fire. I, I, you know, and they were tooting how this album is going to be a little more rocking than they, they've they done in the past on the last couple of records. And I love Gigaton, but yeah, I'm ready for a nice hard rocking album, you know. Well, I'm glad you said that, Nance, because Gigaton is a nice album for me. This is my opinion. I like what they're <laughs> trying to do, with like like Dance of the Clairvoyance, you know, kind of like a Talking Heads kind of vibe. But I just didn't connect to it. And I think partly was the fact that just timing, right? It came out yeah. right at COVID. And so they couldn't tour on it. Like I had tickets for that me tour too. and <laughs> wiped out. So I think that kind of, you know, it's probably one of those things I'll probably need to sit with and kind of maybe revisit after this album because I'm really geeked about the new album. But uh, yeah, Jason, where do you land on the 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 last album, Gigaton, Gigaton, Gigaton or Gigatron? I always get it mixed Gigaton, up. Gigaton, yeah, Gigaton, Gigaton, Gigaton. Uh, yeah, I know I spun it yesterday the whole way through again, just to prep for this. I love it. Like I love that opening track. I think that they have a string of albums with great opening tracks. Lightning Bolt's opening track, like it's it's a hard rocking album. It's fast. Um, there's a couple slower ones on Gigaton that I'm not. I, I don't really that I'll that I'll kind of. Comes then goes. There's a slower song. Yeah, buckle up. Love comes then goes though. I think that I can, you know, and maybe it's just a great pressing in general and well recorded. But I'm, you know, I'm obviously a huge Eddie fan, right? And if you're going to give me a guitar with Eddie, uh, you know, he's probably playing his Martin guitar, and you can just hear every friggin' note, and it's so perfect. So I like the hardness of the album, but that one quiet song definitely, uh, definitely was the first. But Dance of the Clairvoyance, was that the first single off yeah, the album? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, I was so I played scared the heck that out came of that. Out. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it, but I was like, oh, man, am I allowed to like this? This doesn't sound right. And it's like... It's it was so different that I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it on one hand. On the other hand, I'm like, is the whole album... Because before the rest of the album came out, I'm like, is this the whole album? Like, what's going on here? Is this a concept album? I, know. I have <laughs> yeah. more questions than answers. And it, again, it's a nice album. It's, you know, I wouldn't put it at the bottom... For me, I wouldn't put it at the bottom of their discography, but it's different. It's it's To me, it's just different, especially after... I don't know. It had been... A, I mean, that's 2020. What was it, the album before that? I mean, you're talking like... Lightning Bolt. Bolt. Lightning Bolt. Yeah, Lightning Bolt 2013. Yeah, 2013. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so it had been a minute, right? So... yeah. With Dance of the Clairvoyance, I mean, the reason I played it over and over was it was different. I said, like, all right, I got to take this in. And I just kept playing and playing and it finally clicked. Like you said, too, that kind of reminds me of the whole COVID thing. The whole, like, the tours were canceled. and But, you know, I was, you know that song was coming out. They had, like, three different versions of the video. So, like, on the, you know, YouTube pages or whatever, it was always, you know, the week after it was a different version of it. And so, yeah, it did take a while to let it sink in, but I was all in on it, you know? Yeah. So it's hard not to be all in. And like chat, chat, chat saying that it wouldn't be the bottom of the list. I'm like in my head, well, there is no bottom. It's just, uh, it's, just it's just top tier and middle tier. And they're, they're, that's it. Oh, come on now. You, you take a bathroom break during last kiss, right? 
<laughs> I, I, okay, I don't understand fair. it. I mean, fair. who goes to a who who ducks out and gets a beer or a bathroom break during the Pearl Jam show? But. <laughs> right, right. Well, there was a guy. It's funny you said that. Uh, that's because at a Chicago show we met up with last year, um, there was somebody who actually pissed himself in front of us. He did not want to leave the seat. And at the at the, at the, at the, yeah, the United Center, this, this gentleman literally rode in front of us. We had seats behind the stage, and this gentleman literally pissed himself. I couldn't believe it. And then apparently not uncommon because nobody gave him shit about it. They were just like, oh. And then they kind of did the whole, like, move away from him kind of thing. So, <laughs> so maybe that's the move because, you know, there's so many people. Maybe that's yeah. the move. Pitch yourself or fake piss yourself, and then people get away from you, and you're just, like, golden the rest of the show. I don't know. That's, that's funny. funny. I remember, I saw Eddie once. Uh, he did when he did the solo tour for uh, Into the Wild. I saw him in Vancouver. I was fourth row. It was like a Ooh. highlight for me, and I had to freaking take a piss. And it had to be uh, you have to hide your love away, which I love the song, and I just had to go. But I'll never forget that I missed that song. And so every concert I go to, I do my very best to not have to break the seal, especially when <laughs> I just won't. But like that guy, why didn't he have a cup? He didn't have a bottle, like whatever, like something. He, it, he may have been inebriated. I spoiler alert: he may have been a touch inebriated. But no one wanted to ask him after he, you know, it's like that band pissed me. Yeah. But, but no, before we, well, before we get into the new album and you know, kind of thoughts on that and the tour, which we'll get into, let's go back a little bit and kind of talk about. Um, I mean, Vance, you're like, like I said, probably if not the biggest Pearl Jam fanatic in the vinyl community here on YouTube. Um, like where does it, where where does it where does that start for you? I mean, was it ten and like you're just yeah in street or it, it was um yeah it goes back to ninety one when ten came out probably you know the MTV era so you know videos started popping up I you know I didn't it wasn't big like I was like you know underground Seattle stuff so being in Chicago it just kind of it came out I think I saw the Alive video first so oh, this is kind of cool and then when they put out Even Flow I was like all in I said this band's cool. And um, and I still have nightmares of uh, going into the record store and having the CD in one hand and the LP in the other. And I'm like, well, I know a couple songs. This is like the al- album's 20 bucks, CD's uh, 10. I'll just get the CD and I'll just, you know, I still have, you know, just never, I don't have a, I don't have a first pressing of 10. So uh, now, that, that was my now, shot. We, <laughs> we've, now, we've, now we've casually talked about this. You think I'm kidding. I have three copies. And I, we'll work out a trade one of these days. Once no, I get my record room set up, we'll, we'll work it out. But don't worry, I got you. Don't don't right, don't pay so. don't pay the crazy oh prices. I, I I I picked up a third copy. Yet, you know, I'm well, yeah. I got you. But, I got you. All I can say. Okay. Um. So then, yeah, it was uh, it was ten. I was you know start to finish. I put that CD in, and it was start to finish, and I was all in. It was like really fresh sounding but yet old sound you know still had it had that 70s rock kind of thing to it but a different turn on it and it was more real than you know what was going on at the time with all the the i hate the term hair bands but that kind of style of music that i was into too um so then i saw him the first time uh well first time i wanted to see him i couldn't get anybody go because nobody knew about him you know they're playing here at the metro but i saw him on the finally got to see him on the 92 Lollapalooza tour nice um and uh you know i had i was working for the radio station at this time and was able to get close up didn't get to meet him anybody but it was had good seats and was all in and and from there it i, I never stopped uh i it, they're kind of like you know with 
with Zeppelin in a way that can't do any wrong for me. I, I love every song, uh, even Last Kiss <laughs> and, and Buckle <laughs> Up and some of the ones Buckle that up, yeah. people always complain about. But so, yeah, ever since then, since the, since the beginning. Fair enough. And and Jason, I mean, you got us beat on the 10 Club Seniority. Where, where yeah. does it start with you? Oh, much later, though. Um it started, it started with a mixtape. It started with my best friend in, in high school. His girlfriend made him a mixtape and had 10 verses of Atology hits and two no-code songs on it. And he lent me the tape, and I don't know where it is now. But I just played the hell out of that. And I remember being really heavy into it when Yield came out. So I was probably in the mix around 96, 97. Sure. And I remember when Yield came out, I was paying attention quite quite thoroughly to all that stuff so that i came in at that era and that might explain why like some of my favorite albums are no code and yield which i know there's a lot of people don't like no code and stuff but those are like my my intro albums in a sense but clearly the 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 songs off 10 were just high school you know having parties and stuff when the live played everyone shut up and sang that song right oh yeah um Pearl Jam uh, has been just like Vance said, like they can do no wrong. I will never pretend to to give some kind of a, a, a an unbiased opinion on them. I'll like everything they do. Anything I'm like when Dance of the Clairvoyance came out and it was different. I was I was liking it, but I was worried that everyone would just shut them down. I was like more worried about Eddie than anything else. So <laughs> yeah, I was I was all in in the in the mid nineties, hundred percent. Yeah, awesome. It's funny you say that because. So my, my journey is a little bit different because when they hit, I mean, think about 91 for a second. You've got Nirvana, Pearl Jam. I mean, that's the beginning of that Seattle just sound, right? And and I was trying to go a different direction. So I'm going into high school at the time. And and uh, so I was like, oh, I'm going to, everyone's zigging there. I'm going to zag. So I like doubled down like Stone Temple Pilots. That was my band back then. But I loved 10 and I loved it so much that, I got verses like sight unseen. I think I'd only heard, I think go isn't that when that the lead single on verses. Yeah. yeah so I, so, you know, I got that and uh, I always remember we had this guy in homeroom who was singing all like, think back to like high school and, and uh, taking our <laughs> listeners on a journey here back when you could smoke cigarettes and they had the long <laughs> and, stuff. and we had this guy, I think his name was Todd Ray, who was, he, he thought he was like Eddie Vedder personified. Right. And he, so for, in a way he kind of ruined the band for me for a few years because then I had verses and I was just kind of like, mm, it's okay. So where you're talking about getting into the band, Jason, like, so then you had what Vitology and then no code and, and uh, yield. I kind of checked out for a few years when Vitology hit, not, not because of Todd Ray. I don't want to blame him entirely, but you know, my tastes were kind of zigging and zagging. And so I knew of them and you know, I knew about their fight with Ticketmaster and I'm like, Oh, this is a political band now. Like, ah, how do I feel? And I was upset about what happened to Nirvana. And so I had a lot of different directions and I didn't get really back back into the band until probably 2006 with the avocado record, which I love, 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 right? Like it's, a plus. I know. I know. It's not again. Whoever you talk to, they got different tastes. But for me, that's when I like really started getting back into band. I'm like, oh, well, what have I missed? And it was almost like I was woke up from a coma. What have I missed? And so then I went back and tried to really kind of ingratiate myself to mythology, you know, no code, yield, every uh, riot act, like everything that kind of came in between. Um, but honestly, and this is probably a polarizing take, guys. Don't throw the tomatoes at me. The newer stuff really grabs me. I, I got to be honest. Like if you talk about self-titled, you talk about Backspacer, or, or, or Lightning Bolt, Backspacer, like 
all that stuff. I really I, I think back. I think Backspacer gets more heat than No Code does. I don't know why. I think yeah, it's. I, I, think, it, I think it does too. Never understood that. But 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 let's talk about the new album for a little bit yeah. because I know if you if you read the onlines, if you read the internets. Uh, especially in the Pearl Jam fan world, if you're oh, on a Facebook group. <laughs> they can be brutal, man. It, 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 it's something, right? You got you got to have a long oar for the boat when you're going through some of the yeah. But but, the, but I think nice. people have been very excited about like what the new album's going to be about. And then you hear little kind of teasers and pieces. I think there was even like a listening party in LA and there was the guy yeah, recording it behind like a dumpster or a porta potty or something. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> this, this level of fandom is, is something, and yeah. you know, like I was even watching. Then it got taken down. He had the recording from outside the door on YouTube, and then it got taken down until like after a certain point. I guess when they put out the, the single. Yeah, unbelievable. I was like, but, you could barely hear what was going on. You no, know, I was like, I, I was like, you know, I'm sure they. I, think I was listening to the computer like it was the door. I'm trying to hear it exactly. I'm like doing some like you know high tech stuff, turning the sound up like I'm a DJ, trying to just. I just want a nugget. I just want to taste. I just want to taste. You know, especially because you read all the, the again the rumors and innuendos about you know it's a heavier album and oh Andrew Watts producing it and again like we said at the jump. Coming off Hackney Diamonds, I'm like, okay, this guy's star is shining for me. So, yeah, it's been kind of funny. And then when that lead single, even I think it, you guys probably saw this. There, somebody, I guess, had recorded it, and it was up early, like a day. Mm-hmm. But they had like a, a YouTube block on it. Like the video wasn't blocked, but it was some kind of restricted. I don't know what was going on. So even then, I'm like stubbing my toe, like, come on, we're so close. <laughs> and and then it came out, and it was phenomenal. And, and I, I'm really excited. What a what do you guys think? Are are you on a similar like level of excitement? Or are you uh, wait and see? Like Jason, how are you approaching this? I'm. Uh, I always approach with a bit of a bit of anxiety. Like I'm like, please, please don't make something that the world's going to hate because I want everyone to love you like I do, right? <laughs> and uh, however, I am honestly really excited because that song really does kick pretty hard. Really? And when I was really? reading the promo material, the release even came out them talking about Matt Cameron's drum work and how impressive it is and how strong it is. And then, you know, McCready's in the press saying that he's been putting a lot of, you know, uh, some lead, a lot of lead guitar work in. So it excites me to realize that the band is excited. Now, you know, you could be a cynic and be really critical. Of course they have to be excited about it. That's the thing, you know, but when I heard at that thing when they did the promo and Eddie said, no hyperbole, I think this is the best work we've ever, you know, why would you say no hyperbole if you, you know, like, yeah. do you have to go that far to lie to the crowd? So I'm really, I'm excited because it sounds like they're excited and yeah, sure. Every band should be excited when they release something, but I don't know. I guess I'm pretty naive in that sense. I just, I just want it to be successful and I am excited. One single, all, I, all we've heard and it, it really kicks ass. So. Yeah. And I think the turnaround too. look at the time between lightning bolt and gigaton, they got all, they finished the rescheduled shows and got in the studio. So they had been really like amped up saying, man, I got some stuff. Everybody's coming to the table with songs and they got another album to put it, you know, they're, they're doing recording another album. I don't know if they thought that a couple, you know, prior when they did it done maybe some people thought that would have been the last album maybe for a while. So I think that excitement shows on how quick did they put this together. Um, three weeks and just three like you said i think it went in yeah three weeks um and it just sounds like they, they just went in there with all pistons firing man i mean from all the everything that everybody's talked um from jeff saying stuff and mike 
saying it's a strong, it's a rocking album and all that. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I'm ready for the other cuts. Um, I, I mean, I, you know, I wish it would, the release date was sooner, you know? Yeah. Like two yeah. months. Like, guys, yeah, I got to wait till April. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what's the point of waiting? Yeah. Well, listen, I, I, I want to give them some flowers here for one thing, at least at this juncture, the last couple of record store days, and we'll talk about that here in a second. You know, they've put out a couple of titles. You know, I think uh, the, the Australian recording from Yield, and, mm-hmm. uh, and there was one before it. But I've always I've noticed that as being in Ten Club, here comes a record store day thing. I just swoop it up, just you know, take my money. Oh, right. And then, and then the next day, or at least the next couple of days, then they're like, "Oh, here, Ten Club's got their own variant." I'm like, ah. So <laughs> shout out to the merch folks who finally was like, "Hey, here's the Ten Club." exclusive which i'm sure all of us bought and then the record store day dropped they just announced it earlier this week or last week and so now i so at least i'm not listen i'm probably gonna get them both i'm not gonna lie but at least now i know did you get the clear one yeah <laughs> i did get the red one a clear one i think i even got a black one i got a cd and this is what I i'm talking about superman yeah yeah I, I got i got the red and i'll get the record store day but i got i got a I gotta have some restraint. I gotta leave some for you guys. I gotta leave some for you guys yeah, to get yeah. on it. <laughs> Appreciate it. There's only a few bands that I do that kind of stuff for. So uh, that's funny. And actually, yeah, they didn't do that. Last, well, Giga Ton only came out, as far as I know, in a you know your your vinyl. Yeah. So yeah, very plain yeah. Jane. They they did do that like to- the tour. It wasn't really a reissue, but then they add some extra songs for like a a re-release. Oh, maybe it was a um. They did that, but you got like a CD of the songs live. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and there was one missing though, and uh, that was the one about his dad or something like that. But so what? What? I mean, honestly, you've seen that. You've seen these colors, red, clear. Yeah. I'm calling the records today one puce because I don't know exactly what they're going for there. Like, I think it's probably the coolest looking one. It looks kind of like my sweatshirt I'm wearing right now. Where, yeah, it's the. It looks like the center of the album, the new album cover. There's like that yellow yeah. black into it, and I don't even know what that is yet. I have maybe Jason, you've read up on where what the design's coming from. No, I, I went so far last night in prep for this to like go down the rabbit hole. Okay, what the hell's dark matter? And then I just lost my mind trying to understand what that meant. So I was like, forget <laughs> it. Go back to yeah. the music. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, shout out to Jason. Space thing though, isn't it? The space. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Listen, we don't want to get into Magellan. My man was probably up till like four in the morning. Like, first of all, shout out for doing homework. Like, like, like it's funny we started before you came on. Jason Vance is like, so like, how, how, you know, you got like some notes or something? I'm like, no, nah, I was doing it. Yeah, oh, no, I know if you had a, yeah. But, yeah, me, right. meanwhile, J- Jason's going down learning about the tour dates. relativity. He's got like a script. He's got like everything. Charts. I, I, yeah, he's got charts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's like a scientist. He became a scientist overnight. In I didn't. I didn't know what shirt to wear, so I brought an extra one. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you've got the backup dress. My my uh, my new tent club is over in the corner, and I see Vance is wearing it. But I haven't got the basketball yet. I did order the basketball. I got to be honest, but um, anyway, so. It sounds like we're all excited for the new album. Yeah, um, I do. I do appreciate the fact that also that they always try to partner up with Record Store Day, even though, like I said, like I, I was a little upset that they it, it, Ten Club was behind, and I was like, well, thanks Ten Club. Now I got to buy this one. Still bought it. But um, what do you guys think about? And and we kind of this is one of the reasons we got together. Um, spoiler alert: we're all happy about what I'm about to ask and talk about. 
uh, now they're touring on it, right? They're they're touring, yeah. and it's not like a full scale tour. They're only doing I think less than twenty dates total. Yeah, it's, a, it's around 34, 35. Oh, yeah, I'm terrible at math. 35, Jason, Jason, Jason the scientist. Yes, Jason, come in. Uh, science. Yeah. yeah. Th- 30, 35 dates, nine countries. <laughs> okay, that so I, I'm sorry. I was thinking more domestic, but yes, yes. With if you add in the in the in the in the other countries, you're 100 right. So. Um, spoiler alert, you know, us being in 10 club, uh, we have been fortunate and got some tickets. Um, Jason, where, where did you hit? And, uh, is that at the beginning of the tour? I think it is, right? Yeah, I got the, uh, the first one. So May 4th, Vancouver, I'll be at their first show. So the first show, oh, way to go. That's exciting. Yeah. Like I saw Eddie. So I think that was the first show. And I remember him like screwing up a couple songs and I just, I find that so interesting right like a band's first show you know sure they don't have you know they still have some cobwebs and stuff but that's kind of fun right you get to see them try to shake it off and hopefully you get to see them become excited and performing in front of the crowds again so but uh, whatever you can't go wrong i could see like the 14th show or the 35th show it's going to be amazing for sure and then vance i already know yeah, I, I, I kind of see it as legs, you know, because they're doing this West Coast leg. Like you said, they're kicking it off in Vancouver. Um, I, I, I do have tickets for both the Las Vegas shows. They go to Seattle and then they hit Europe. And they do what I call the East Coast and then they hit Australia. So I, I picked up a Vegas and the two Chicago shows. If you guys yeah. can see them in another Tempted country, for Madison Square Garden, man. In another country? Oh, gee, that's a good question. I think it depends where they play because I have this like bucket list venue thing. Well, so, tell us. You know, All right, what's the start there? Yeah, yeah. What's the bucket list venue for you? I, see, I never thought of Europe, but you know, here in the states, it'd be like Red Rocks and, the, and Madison Square Gardens, the Forum, uh, the Gorge. You know, places like yeah. that. Europe, Hard Rock Cafe in Orlando, is that on the list? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking more uh, New Orleans uh, Hard Rock. Because no, I, I was, uh, and you, and yeah, London, maybe you know. I don't know where they would play though. I, I never really kind of thought that's an interesting question. I'll have to get back to you on some of those dates. Yeah, you think about that. Different <laughs> ones. Yeah, I don't know either. some cool venue would be. Yeah, you know. No, I'm right there with you. If you take any of those seminal, even if you're talking London, you go to O2 Arena, um, Japan, Budokan. Yeah. That'd be interesting. You know, oh, yeah. it, 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 you'd want it to be a dual thing. You, you wouldn't want to go to a foreign country, the expense and the preparation to go see them at like a. You know, like I do like a Wembley. thirty thousand seater. Yeah, yeah. You'd want to see Wembley. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, something like that. Um, um, the Australian thing would be cool, though. I, I mean, you know, just to go to Australia to see the band. I mean, that would be pretty neat. And I think that's, yeah, they're, they they're haven't so well played there for years. They always go there. Is it because Eddie loves surfing and there's probably good surf there? Let's be honest. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. it's interesting the dates, though. I don't, know, Jason. If you looked at it, it's like November eighth, and then they have a lot of days in between. November eighth, thirteenth. 16th and then it's 21st it's a lot of open time in there so i don't know they're making this like a semi-vacation and then do a gig and then do hang out and you know i i would love to know how that works like the logistics of planning one is just mind-blowing right but like at some level these guys have been around forever they have the they have the cash they have the equity they can make their decisions on what they want to do and when they want to do it like do they or like how many times have they been to new york how many times have they you know been in these cities do they really need to to be a tourist, like well, what, New York, I think New York's the only city. Come on, maybe LA. They're, they're going back to back. Mm. Um, LA, they're doing the twenty first and twenty second. New York, they're doing September third and fourth. Vancouver, like I said, four or five or four six. Oh, four six. So, well, they got the day in between. 
off. Yeah. Um, but it was at Australia's. That's a lot of time. So they're not going to fly back, you know, fly down there for the eighth no, and then go no. back to come back for the third. I think they're going to spend some, you know, a little vacay time on there. And that's November. Mm-hmm. So who wants to be in Seattle in November? Fair, fair. Um, I thought it was an interesting, you know, I, Last year they had that little summer fall tour. They did some dates in Europe and other makeup dates. But uh, I was good. It was nice to see thirty five dates pop out at once, you know. And you know maybe they'll fill in some other ones uh, in October or something. I don't know if they will or not. But Eddie okay. doesn't like to play during baseball season when it's not a World Series. Yeah, well, and I think Chance, yeah, where, I mean, did you, where did you score, Chance? Oh, so, so I was telling Vance uh, we were kind of texting about this. First time I tried buying tickets in Ten Club was what two years ago. And I muffed it up bad. Loser. I, I didn't pay attention. I didn't read Vance's Lab. I didn't read the fine print. And so I, I I somehow punted on it and muffed it up that I only could get the Ticketmaster fan thing, right? So a it was lot like, of people did that this time, Chance. Well, and I was reading that too, and I felt bad. I was reading the boards and like, oh man, that was me last time, right? So and I had okay seats for that. I mean, it worked out. But um, so this time, you know, I'm like, I'm not gonna muff this up read the fine print. I'm like, okay. And I did both. I did the 10 club and I did the backup thing, Yeah, but, but I did so expecting not to hit, you know? So I, so I was like, I'll do, I'll do a Seattle date and I'll do the Wrigley date. So my thought was if I hit on one of those, I'm happy. If I hit on two of them, I'm pretty happy. If I hit on three of them, I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> it could be a costly summer. And wouldn't you know it. And first of all, before I, I got all three, and I feel bad in a way because, like, so Dana Kimbowitz is a friend of Mazzy's, been in 10 Club 25 years. I've been texting with him. He still hasn't heard anything. And I'm like, that's very unusual because I was always led to believe, and maybe you guys have heard otherwise, like the seniority thing plays in. Maybe that doesn't mean you hit, but, like, you would get better seating options. Yeah. or whatever. So here I am, maroon jabroni hitting three for three, and poor Kimbo, been a fan longer than I've probably been alive. And, you know, <laughs> it's over. So I don't know what, to, you know, I don't know what to say about that. I'm happy I've hit and I'm happy I'm going, definitely yeah, going to Seattle and, and, and I'll probably end up going to Chicago. Don't tell my wife yet. She doesn't know that. But um, I think I, I think I'm in because I think it's like the rock gods are like, hey, you need to go and you need. And I, I saw him at Wrigley in 2013 with the thunderstorm show and stuff. Oh, so yeah. the actual so, lightning uh, bolt. So to the actual show. literally lightning bolt. Yeah, <laughs> show, that, right. There's that picture of the lightning bolt hit, hitting behind us. The, also the known as the longest day of my life because we drove from St. Louis to Chicago. It was nine hours because of IDOT construction. We get there just in time for the show to start. We, we got a, friend, a friend of ours lived in Wrigleyville. We go in. They start playing. They played, I think, four songs. And then here comes the thunder and the lightning. And, and they wouldn't let us leave the venue. They wouldn't let us leave Wrigley. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. I can only drink so many old style. So I had to – never smoked a cigarette in my life my friend's smoking i'm like give me a heater like i got nothing else to do let's just you know let's just crack open some heaters but anyway so i'm looking forward to a non potentially knock on synthetic wood weather interrupted situation yeah. this time around i am not a fan of wrigley seeing concerts it's just too yeah i've, I've seen i saw billy Bull there yeah i'm not a big fan of the that aspect it's cool-ish but with that yeah i mean the mystery of that what happened to Dana there on 10 club is, is interesting. Cause uh, I mean, my numbers in the 600 thousands and for him to be saying he was in there 25 years. Wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How do you explain that? Yeah. Well, and I, I read some of the other boards too, in these groups and some people have similar stories. So I, I don't, again, 
not not trying to cause any kind of faux drama. No, no, just, they, I just, yeah. I just it, when I when I when he told me that, I was like, oh, because I told you, Vance. I'm like, oh, I didn't expect to hit on all three. I mean, I probably got to unload one of these. And Vance's response: No, no question mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So then I'm like, oh, actually, maybe this is kind of a, a sign of divinity. And then, yeah, Kimbo said that. And I'm like, oh, man, maybe I maybe I have. I even told my wife, maybe I need to get a lottery ticket. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, because, I mean, three for three. So anyway. I, was, anyway, yeah, I, didn't, expect, I didn't expect to get them all either. You know, I was, I was, No. The goal no. was the two Chicago shows. You know, for, sure, for sure. For Vegas sure. was gravy. And uh, it, it, it turned out. Yeah. No, this should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. And, uh you know, I've learned a lot, honestly, the last couple of years. And obviously, Vance has been a big help because, um, you know, the merch situation. Like, uh, Jason, if, if you haven't been in a minute, if you want one of those posters, you got to you gotta do a little legwork because those posters, they suck them up because the resell, it's like records. They go and they resell them. So they buy one for $50 and people buy two or whatever the max is. And then literally, you could sit in your seat and watch in real time people putting them up on eBay. Oh, it's, it's unreal. Uh, I, I totally missed the boat of the poster thing. Talk about anxiety. They had the posters were a thing, but I didn't know how awesome they were. To me, it was just I go to a show. The last thing I want to do is carry stuff around. It, it, and, it, uh, it's a bummer that way, but you you won't regret it, especially because the posters are pretty cool. They they usually partner. Well, they've partnered with a lot of great work. But the Ames yeah. Brothers are like one of their go tos. And Ames Brothers do all kinds of really cool posters from Metallica to uh, I think Smashing Pumpkin. I mean, they've kind of done a lot of different bands. But anyway. Learn, learn from me because I, I the, when Vance came down for the St. Louis show, I'm like, he's like, yeah, I'm getting merch, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's like, where are you? I'm like, oh, I'm still heading down. He's like, uh oh, and I was like, I thought I was gonna walk up to like one of the merch things, like you know, Jabron, yeah. and, and nope, out of posters, and I, and and I knew a couple people. Cosmic Brown was another one. He was in line. He could have got me a poster. So anyway, rookie mistake when it comes to that, but it should yeah. be fun. I got to start refocusing yeah. on that. You're right. You're right. The merch is uh, it's insane. I don't. I mean, I don't know of another band. Maybe, maybe Metallica fans, because I know a Metallica hardcore fan. But mm-hmm. for merch, you know, because they do the same thing: uh, special posters, custom po- show posters for that date and all that. But uh, the merch is crazy. So yeah, now there's going to be a whole new batch of merch. I gotta, you know, I gotta really t- cut back. But you know, it's probably going to be just stickers, <laughs> no. posters, and a shirt. You know, so. Yeah. I, I didn't do the basketball, so I didn't go. Well, I, I, I bought it. was one of those things. I bought the one on the last tour and it was really cool. It had like the 10 logo and, you know, I was like, oh, I came up Chicago and everything. And, and uh, so then when I had this one, you know, with the, the, the Sonic colors, I'm a sucker for that stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I kind of was like, uh, here's my credit card. Hit it quick <laughs> before I regret it. And, <laughs> and uh yeah so no but your point the merch pieces and it's very well organized i mean honestly like i've seen it a couple times now how they do it they have you know like the one traveling truck and then they've got it obviously throughout the venue but um to me i think the poster is the play i know people like t-shirts and t-shirts are cool and i'll get a t-shirt here and there but I, to me my, my move is the poster just because i think the art is really cool and you know it's venue specific a lot of times like i know vance didn't like the, the st louis one because it's the cardinals and stuff but to me no, I was it, wasn't that. it was the, it was the it was the bird on the head i don't know i just and then i kind of think back i should have just got it nah. <laughs> I, I, I do that <laughs> but i'm like all right, it's all right i was bummed I, I wasn't able to get a shirt the custom shirt because they, they ran out of my size and god knows i'm not gonna lose weight so <laughs> that kind of hurt, but oh, it was, it was, it's crazy. It is crazy. So last one I'm going to ask before we wrap this up, because you know, one thing Pearl Jam is known for is, you know, having a very fluid set lists. 
And, you know, it's, it's kind of like one of the hallmarks of them. And it's one thing I really appreciate about the band because you can go like Vance, you went to back to back, well, to Chicago shows last year and a very varied, I think there was what, maybe two or three songs that were crossovers. I mean, they, 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 they definitely they mixed did, it up. I, I did six shows. They did a live at all six, but yeah, they pulled up, um, you know, some, some, uh, at least three or four gigaton songs and, and well, maybe more, I'd have to go back and look, but. Uh, they threw the new songs in there. So if that's what you're kind of asking, I th- I'm sure they're going to throw at least four new songs, if not more. Well, what I was going to ask is like deep cut, right? Yeah, because obviously yeah, now they've, deep got, they've, got, they've got to balance out, you know, four to five of the new album. But if there's a deep cut that like if they just played at one of these shows for you, not, not for you, but you know what I mean? Like if there was that show, no, for that's you, for you. <laughs> well of course they're going to listen to this podcast i mean who wouldn't listen to this podcast but um what would that song be for you vance and then same question jason off i mean it's it's hard to say but off the top of my head because i was hoping to hear it uh i would like to hear rats okay you know i was hoping to hear that maybe more on last last uh, falls tour but god nice choice shit <laughs> yeah i'll give it a <laughs> song but uh, it was just that makes that you know what that makes me think of the song leash there you go yeah. um but i uh i would say god i'm looking at all these settler shows i was at and uh i don't know man in my tree is pretty special i uh when i saw them in halifax when they did this cross canada thing um they actually played halifax on my birthday and i held up a sign i said in my tree for my birthday and they played it, and he and Eddie pointed the guitar, and I'd like to believe he was pointing it at me. It could have been freaking anything, right? But I think I'm a sucker for that song. And any chance I could see that again, I'd like to see it. And I, when he, when I first saw that play the Madison, Madison Square Garden DVD, and and it was a very different way to play it than when you're hearing it on the album, and uh, so that made it that much cooler. So I definitely would probably pick in my tree runner up. Uh, I don't know. Release is pretty cool. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. That's good. That's good. That one. Yeah. Uh, so I was real happy last time when I was when I was in Chicago. They played Present Tense. Oh, yeah. And to see in here Present Tense, yeah, Present Tense in the home of the Bulls at United Center, I thought was cool as 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 fuck. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose one that you might laugh at me. But let's go back to Backspace or Johnny Guitar. I like that song a lot. Like it, okay. it's a very like you know like off the beaten you know maybe it's a throwaway track to some, but I just like I've always thought like it's just a simple rock song, and it's always one that I, if I'm thinking about like Pearl Jam, somehow it just always pops in my head for whatever reason. But I'm also a sucker for like Do the Evolution, Spin a Black Circle. I mean that kind of that's not a deep cut per se, but you know like. Those are the ones that if I don't hear them, I'm kind of like, oh, but I'm not too on because they play like a ton of other cool shit. So, um, yeah, that's where I go. Or um, really anything from Backspace. Like we talked about, it's a polarizing album. And I, I don't know why, at least relative to the Pro Jam fandom. But I, I enjoy so many songs off of that album. It's 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 kind of it's called. <laughs> Do you guys uh, have that uh, PJ Tracker app? No, no. Oh, is that the, yeah. the Settlers track? Yeah, it has that, but it tells you what song, you know, what albums and how many songs you've heard from that, all that. And no, I, no. I think it, I don't know if it's only good for iPhones or not. Um, I, I 
it's but it's in the iTunes store or whatever you could download it from there. But you're talking about Backspacer and, and Backspacer is what the album I've only seen to perform two songs off right. the album. So yeah, I wouldn't mind some more Backspacer songs. Um, amongst the Waves, that's a favorite. You know, yes, yes, I like that a lot. Fixer, yeah, yeah Fixer. The, the Fixer was the lead single, so you know that. Yeah, so I've done there. Um, but what uh, was what's the other song? Just breathe. Is that the other one you saw? Uh, you it was the ones I seen was just wrong. breathe and unknown thought, or unthought known, rather. So the only two unthought songs that I've known. seen, and it, it was a multiple times. So yeah, um, it, yeah, it gives you this this uh, whole little list here of um, God, you can't see it there, but uh, it's cool. Check it out. It's called PJ Tracker. You can pull it off of the iTunes store. And nice. you could put in you put in your shows and it gives you all these stats and how many times you've seen the show and all this and so that's kind of fun. I feel like I, I can't believe I missed out on that all this time. I feel embarrassed to be here. <laughs> Dude, uh, I, Jason, if you could hand your ten club card out on the way, uh, yeah, <laughs> you need to check that for authenticity. Um, no, I mean Chance went at the top said biggest. I mean, there I am nothing. I'm not even you know I'm in double digits now, but not high numbers show counts. I mean, there's people that are three digits and 200 shows and i'm not that guy unfortunately you know over the years i would have loved to see them at least any every time in chicago i just never got the 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 chance a few years um i had a a good 12-year drought from 2006 to 2018 so um that's kind of why i've been like i'm not gonna miss a show if i got an opportunity to go home to go now you're rubbing off on me like that vance because you're exactly right because the moment they're they're getting older yes Yes, that's how I felt when I saw Metallica last year when they did the two shows over a weekend kind of thing. I'm like, we got to see them as much as possible to the point where I was considering, and we probably still may. I know they're playing Chicago, but it's the same thing. Yeah. The, and here's the last question, and we'll kind of wrap it up. I know I said that about the deep cut, but you know, when I'm talking like Pearl Jam with other friends of mine, I hope this isn't the case, and I'm probably being a little, I wouldn't say poetic, maybe prophetic, I guess. I don't know. Is, uh, is Pearl Jam the last great American rock band because they have longevity? The deep catalog, the, the the feverish fandom, like the real the jammers per se. I mean, are they? I mean, I think yeah, you know, Foo Fighters is out there, but I'm just really thinking of like, you know, rock is kind of on the back pages of the you know the newer generations, and you know nobody really wants to put in the effort to learn an instrument. We could, there, that's a whole other conversation. But is Pearl Jam the next great American rock band? I I would probably defend that argument because in, at least in my generation, and I got a few years on you guys. Yeah, I mean they've been around since you know 1990, 91. Who else has? You know, yeah. You brought up the Foo Fighters. Um, <laughs> this my Carl Walken thing. Uh, nice and they were later though, you know. Yeah, ninety five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and then you know they're carrying a torch. So I, I'm not taking any anything away from the Foo Fighters, um, but <laughs> so good. I, I would, I would, I would argue that. Yeah, I, I would stick by that. We lost the other guys, you know, Soundgarden, and definitely out in Seattle scene, but for sure. Yeah. No, I think, I think because they came out of the last group that kind of lasted out of the grunge, like I, I wouldn't say Foo Fighters were, you know, in that kind of that mm. mega rise. They're the grunge, aftermath. Right? And yeah. whenever, you, whenever you come out of something so volcanic like that is so easy to fall. But these guys kept going, right? They had their ups and downs, but whatever. Thirty-three years of consistently putting out albums. I think that's. I think there's an argument there for sure, right? Trying to remove all bias. I think that. I think that is something to be said. I have all these different things, and they've maintained a pretty um, 
topical lyrical stance right they've been very political you know whether you know right from the Ticketmaster stuff and then really right into politics directly um so they've they've kind of been riding the waves of of everything that's going on in the world and, and somehow staying relevant now are they gaining fans that's a whole other conversation i don't have sure, the data for sure. but but their fan base doesn't at all no no, you're the lawyer. I mean, look at the dead. I'm not trying to compare them, but just as a basis comparison, I mean, it's a very dedicated fan base. And I've only learned this in the last couple of years, really, like going to shows and kind of seeing. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's, kind of our, it's our kind of demographic. You don't, to Jason's point, you don't really see like a lot of the younger, like, so you don't know if they're really churning new fans per se, because it, 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 this goes back to how people discover music. And that's a whole nother topic, yeah. right? But, but but I do think that like the, the like you said, Vance, there are some people who've been to triple digit shows. Like the, the loyal or the loyal. So like me saying, oh, I've got three shows. I don't know if I can go to. That's that's rookie stuff, right? Like these people are like living it, breathing it. It's a good comparison with the Grateful Dead. Just people that travel and do these shows as much as I can. You know, we pick up everything they do. You know, you know sound wise and just collectible kind of stuff like that. Yep. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, they, and they, instead of having fans tape it, they're giving you their bootlegs, you know, here, we'll, yeah, after the that. show, you'll get that. I, oh, I love that. You know, I love bands that do that because I want that show. I mean, I, I have some other ones, but I usually want that show I go to. Yes. So in that sense, it's kind of the modern day version where, you know, dad will let tapers come in and now here, don't worry about it. We'll get you a nice clean copy. You know? Yeah, for so, sure. Uh, for sure. That's a good comparison. I think it, you could almost say that you know, get some heat for it, but you know, they may be the, the grateful dead of our generation on a fan base kind of. Yeah, level, you know. It, yeah, yeah. I don't think you should get laughed off the the the, the dining room table having that kind of comparison. But yeah. and again, hopefully, Rock's not dying. I mean, that's something else to talk about. But I, I just think, like, just in terms of the longevity piece, like you said, Jason, like. The, the supernova that came out of that scene and like literally like my son and I like to do the Mount Rushmore of like the grunge era. And we talk about the bands and stuff, but literally last band standing, uh, you know, yeah, they've had a couple drummer changes, but I mean, you know, obviously Soundgarden falling by the way. So Matt Cameron's locked in right now. Yeah. So um, yeah, I was just like, man, I, it's hard for me to think of any other band outside. Like I said, Foo Fighters, different kind of, yeah. Like maybe, maybe the next tier of that kind of era, but um interesting conversation but anyway we've run long i told these guys half hour here we are at 50 minutes so i want to be conscious of their time but i really enjoyed the conversation shows we could talk we could talk a lot more so <laughs> well, yeah yeah yeah. we yeah. could i mean we could, yeah we could definitely and maybe we'll do this again like once the tour kicks up and we've been to some shows and stuff but i do want to thank my guests uh without saying the haley's comet the supernova of the vinyl community jason arsenal does his homework he went that he is probably a, a, a practicing scientist at this point learning about dark matter jason appreciate you joining us thanks man and then the one the only like i said the biggest jammer i know in the vinyl community especially on youtube that is vance the channel is zep pearl vance always great to talk to you pal well, it was a pleasure man thanks for having me on and great to hang out yeah. with jason and that was another trip around the turntable. Thanks for listening to Vinyl Community Podcasts.